Hello and welcome back to Zabardasti Reviews. You're listening to our third episode and uh, if you've listened to our first episode and given us feedback then thank you very much because uh, it was much needed and we really liked your support. And I hope you're having a great weekend, which is a bit difficult to expect in 2020. But I hope you're hanging in there. And to help you hang in there, we are back this week uh, with a review of another Netflix show, which is called Kim's Convenience. And it's uh, it is quite a popular show. But in case you don't know about it, Fessy is going to tell you about the show. I'm a Mr. Kim, and this is my stock. I'm working very hard every day. Okay. Okay. Uh, so this show is about Kim's family. Uh, they are a Korean family who immigrated to Canada years ago, and it's about you know their life, their kids' life, and them their interactions with the people fitting in uh, in a diverse Canadian society, especially the father and the mother, Mr. and Mrs. Kim. And it's just about trials and tribulation, and like two generation, like you know. uh first generation immigrants and second generation immigrants and how mm. different their experiences are in even if they are part of the same family so it's all about that it is very subtle but funny at a lot of time you know family love if you want to watch something you know which is not too intense i think this show is for you you can all definitely watch it you know while even doing things it's not really need, you need to pay attention kind of a shows so it's like one of those netflix shows and and it has like what four seasons on netflix so a good for a binge watch right uh, you can spend like some couple of weeks to finish it also that's what i did to be honest oh i actually saw it uh, very very quickly i think the last episode last season came out later but when i started watching it i think all three seasons had come out and i again i watched it over just one week or maybe less than that Yeah, and I loved it. You watched it very quickly, Aina, because I remember when I was watching it, and I was sending you all of these things. You know what is why is happening, or oh, is it going to this thing is going to happen? Are they going to hook up, up, or are they going to fall in love? And you're saying, wait, wait, episodes out there. I really like when somebody has watched that show, and I can send them all of these spoilers because we we'll have a conversation about it. I think that's like true about me and anything drag race related. Like if you send me about it, I've already watched it. I know all about it, and you don't have to worry about me. You're spoiling it for me or something. So thank you so much for watching it before me. I think this is one of the few things you've watched it before me, right? <laughs> no, but I actually didn't even remember any of this. I had forgotten that entire part of our friendship. Oh God, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, I I just have a lot going on. Okay, <laughs> but now that you we remind me, yeah, we all do. We all do. <laughs> but now that you remind me, yeah, um, you and this was the funny part, right? Because the the character development and the development of the character arcs and the story, the plot, everything is is so well done that I could see how your mind was slowly blown, and I was vicariously enjoying it. So I was telling you, wait, it's just gonna happen. <laughs> Definitely, like so, the content for what I'm going to talk about, I have actually gone through our old messages, and I'm using that oh, content, wow. like you know, the things about this because I was like, I have already written the script for this episode already in our chat when I was just talking about the show with you and going crazy over, oh, is it going to happen or not? 
but yeah, I think character development is definitely uh, it is. I think a lot of these shows, and I think that's the reason we like these shows, right? Because they have yeah. a complete character arc and a character development. It's not very true. Amazing, amazing writing. That's the reason. Yeah. Since we're talking about the characters, why don't you tell about your, you know, favorite characters from the show, standout characters, like we call it. My wife and Mrs. Kim is working hard too. We're a very happy family. Yep, and I was thinking I'll just uh, sort of give a background, like a wide background of what happened. So um, there's obviously the family, like you said, Appa, Uma, Janet, and Young, and or Jung. And uh, Appa's name is Sang Il Kim, and Uma's name is Yong Mi Kim. And the reason why I'm sort of specifying their names is because there is, I mean, I don't want to give spoilers, but there is a sort of important conversation that happens about how their names aren't said and so that's why i'm putting their names out and then there are some beautiful beautifully written secondary characters like kimchi who is jung's friend and then shannon who is jung's love interest and gerald who is um <laughs> janet's friend, janet's to begin friend that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there are a number of other people um and th- that that is the amazing part about the show that the secondary characters are so lovely and even there you once you get a peek into their lives you it touches upon so many issues so there's like the mehtas there's mr chin um there's pastor nina and so I think every character is a peek into their own world. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's that's where good writing Chelsea comes in. Chelsea also, you know, just to add. Yeah. Hmm, yeah, 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 you're right. So I was saying that in a show, there's so many factors. There's direction, there's acting, there's whatever, depending on the budget, it's, it's about how you shot it, what kind of sets, blah, blah. But I feel like writing just the thing that happens before any of this starts, sometimes that becomes the star of the show. And for both Shits Creek and um, maybe Shits Creek may maybe acting is also a big part and true in Kim's convenience also actors have acted very well but I feel like the writing is stronger than the acting but yeah. anyway so the two uh, characters I, I wanted to talk about and they're pretty main characters are Jung and Shannon so the reason why I chose Jung out of Jung and Janet is because personally, personally I felt like Janet is a bit boring I don't know if it's because of the way her character is written because she is forced to also be like this nice girl um, because she has to prove to her parents that she's not like Jung Uh, or if it's because of the way that the actor for Janet acts but for whatever reason I was not very invested in her life. Okay, Uh, but Jung I liked him a lot uh, especially because the way that he's written, it opens up the opportunity to analyze a lot of themes that come in the show. And I think you've already spoken about some of them, which is um, immigrants and the different generations of immigrants and how different their lives are. And so this guy, Jung, he is a rebellious teenager and he, I think, steals some things and he does a few things because of which he ends up going into juvenile detention. And so that is why his relationship becomes fractured. Uh, with his father mostly and he's sort of banished he's not welcome back into the family um but the interesting part i felt was how the way the way that jung behaves it becomes a sort of threat to the model minority image that asians have to have abroad and this is a a theme that keeps coming back um the kims keep talking about how as immigrants they have to 
beyond their best behavior and they have to do certain things uh and and that is the model minority myth right that you have to be great at everything that is the only way you will be accepted and jung is just <laughs> jung just yeah. shatters that no, image like anything I think definitely Aina. Like you know, just just to add to this, this whole model minority thing, which is not a reality. Also, a lot of time in US shows, it's very forced, and a lot of time in shows now with their unlearning bad. But here, and since we're talking about diversity, if you look at it, also if you look at a lot of you know American shows, the diversity sometimes feels forced. Like you know, the side characters are forced to be a person of color or you know any. Uh, like a person yeah, from tokenism. any other, yeah, very tokenism kind of a thing, and even and you can actually feel that. But here, uh, I feel that, and it comes from personal experience because Canada do take a lot of immigrants in real life, and uh, it's mm. truly a very diverse society where everybody is there. Like that, their, their best friends are in Indian families, so then it's Meta, and then uh, you know uh, they saw an Indian person like Chelsea, Chelsea are being rich, uh, you know. In a in a country uh, like Canada, I mean, she's also an immigrant, so they're not like she's an immigrant or a downtrodden people. They have a pastor who's I think of black, like I a think. Latino or Hispanic. If he's a brown person, oh, she's not black. I I I don't know. I think Nina. I think I I think I need to go back and check out. I okay. I felt that she's no, Latino, I'm not sure either. Yeah, Latino or Hispanic. And then a female pastor also in a church, and all of these do yeah. exist in Canada. That's the reason they're showing. A female pastor, it. sorry, just uh, yeah, one second. A female pastor and in a church that's predominantly Korean, which is where also again this sort of diff- cultural difference comes in. Because you remember there was this pretty, pretty, lovely scene where she comes and tries to say hello in Korean, and then she says, you know, it's not that good, and would you like to teach me? And so many Korean men raised their yeah. hands saying, I will teach you. I'm so sorry. I had no idea Koreans were so superstitious. Oh, many Koreans are superstitious, but we is a Christian, and Christian is not superstitious. So. <laughs> I sign so silly, superstitious. Huh? So the other character that I really liked uh, is Shannon, and in the beginning she was a bit difficult to like because she's so awkward. <laughs> but then slowly I realized that the awkwardness. Is um, the source of not just comedy but also it's it's very endearing, and uh, after many many episodes of her just being awkward and her just being this bumbling fool who's in love with Jung but doesn't know how to tell him, I realize that there are also some important themes that Shannon's character also brings up. Like, you know, she's the boss of the place that Jung is working at, and she is not sure how to handle this power. She's a woman who is. um in charge of an entire place and i think even i mean i don't know for sure but this sort of place where cars are being rented out and cleaned etc feels like a very masculine place with all these like big cars and she is the boss and she's trying to be just just trying to achieve this balance between being very firm but then also being very nice so you see her like saying strict things to people and then immediately one second later saying i am very sorry i am very sorry so not only was that funny but it was also i think a very very realistic depiction of how a lot of times women or non men in general uh, when they are in positions of power with mixed gender um 
groups they tend to be very confused about how to handle that power and be fair but also be taken seriously so i thought that was that was very well written uh, if that is the intention but even if it isn't i thought it was great um and then also the fact that she is in love in love or in whatever she is affectionate um towards jung and she expresses it as well as she can without being inappropriate so again i think it's a great example and a very unique example of yeah. how you can if, if uh, express your affection towards someone and still not be creepy despite all these power differences matlab she is his boss she is white okay and so this but despite all of this she maybe because she is female but also because she is shanin she doesn't um come across as creepy to him i think uh, no that's true i think uh... yeah i think so uh, that's really true and when i started the show initially i thought that you know shannon is like really pining for jung but he's not interested so i thought that you know they oh they're building into a trope of you know this uh, a woman who's like you know pining for a bad boy because jung is kind of like that image like a bad boy who's like you know now on a reforming path and now getting a stable job and everything but finally when he also started showing interest in her i was like okay thank god this is not the trope and it's not cliche it's going in its natural progression and that's what but it was, it was surprising na it was a bit surprising na i did not expect jump to like her back and once he did even though i was happy because i really like shannon but it did it did seem a bit strange i think that the writers uh, and whatever i mean the team towards the end they looked like a very um nice couple like they look very comfortable around each other and everything but in the beginning i i was very confused i was like how did this happen yeah. <laughs> shannon just didn't seem like the kind of person whom jung would like would go for no no i definitely that's why initially i thought but i think they very you know beautifully had written it into the story that how uh, jung started being you know attracted to her or liking her in a sense also and i think that's the beauty of all relationships in the show also like if you uh, you know like you know they give time to relationship to evolve and you know uh, give time for episodes to pass and you know have relationship it's not like other shows where both things are happening in a episode mein pyar ho gaya dusre episode mein nahi you're right you're right you're absolutely right you're absolutely right but tell me which was the one exception to this rule in the show to evolve to relationship i don't know there, i mean like there was one exception where the the opposite thing that you're saying jahan pe ek episode mein pyar ho gaya next episode mein break up ho gaya ye hota hai actually janet and, and uh, what was, like, was the name uh, of mr mehta's son what was the name of ram no no not even not that one raj raj but not that one because i think that they milked that very long that that relationship उट और दे डोंट वॉन्ट टू वर्क एनी मोर सो ही कम्स इन टू जैनट्स लाइफ 
because and there's like this neat backstory ki he used to be jung's brother as a child so they have that shared past and he's also a minority and then and he's also very hot and then they start dating and the problem is that janet is like oh he's too touchy feely and like he touches me too much and i don't touch him as much especially in public and so one episode later she's they like break up and yeah. I, i was just very surprised by that i think I, that must have been because the actor wasn't available plus i think that that in a relationship was not for janet first of all i think it was more of a character development piece for jung's character that how he is you know jealous about mm-hmm. his friend his childhood friends dating his sister or mm. i said if you see if you see in the context of the relationship jung has always been there and jung has always been mentioned i felt that you know this relationship was like just a way mm. to move the plot along on you know building jung's character it was never about janet as janet oh she is too busy with school and working so busy i'm a janet's a better singer than you think i don't think so Oh my and the sandu it pretty cute uh-huh. and i think that's what i feel you know mm. uh, in terms of character also i think there has been a little bit like you know disservice being like you know the writers have been not been kind to janet as a character i mean they put yeah. her like you said you find exactly. her boring because they put her as boring yeah. somebody who doesn't have a lot of friends um somebody whose relationship even when jung is a big factor he was a ju- juvenile you know delinquent and even where you know he's like estranged from his family but you know still uh, amma and appa love jung more even when appa is not talking to jung he they both still love jung more and jung is clearly the favorite child yes. of the family it's a reality even when like janet is the one and i think helping out at the store and everything too also right yeah yeah definitely. i was i was also th- i was also thinking about this i didn't I didn't want to bring this up because फिर वही बात हो जाती कि oh my only lens of uh, analysis is feminism like <laughs> over time people saying this to me has gotten has gotten through to me and so I tend to say thing not say things even if I'm thinking about them but I was thinking about how it's very realistic that despite everything the son of the Asian family is given more love and so yeah Janet is sort of the ignored child and even though she is the one who's like in college and everything whereas Jung is गाड़ियाँ धो रहे हो but they still like want him let's not be mean like you know any job to be honest no no bro like... i am not saying one second one second i am not saying i think <laughs> that i it's i'm not saying i think there's anything wrong with the job i'm saying appa ki nazar se dekho na so hmm, it can be it can be but at least you know ha huh, like he's still you know turning his life around and since we're talking about all of these characters i feel like you know and we talked about appa and amma also i feel these two like you know people are like you know my stand out character for the show i like absolutely love them uh they are both their flawed characters they are both like you know and that's how that's what i like about in tv shows i don't like cookie cutter perfect characters also mm. and both of them i know have their own flaws but they love their kids so much and they want to you know uh they came all the way over here to canada you know just to give them a good life so that you know they their kids can grow up in a more diverse and you know more um, with more opportunities and that's what and mm. that's what they've been doing their whole life i mean amma is like you know in some way uh, she is like heartbroken that you know her son is estranged from the family but you know still in the, for the betterment of the family she still you know supports everybody and uh 
she's you know she's also like this strong independent woman like you know it's not like she's like dependent on appa and all the things they were very symbiotic but very other very equal relationship i feel that you know appa amal relationship is really beautiful i feel that you know i'm you don't see those kinds of relationship and people of that age that uh, it uh, it on the surface if people look at might look like you know this old korean couple little, little bit old orthodox but if you look at the you know how they love each other or you know how they uh, take care of their and they're still together. and they're still uh, quite regularly having sex i thought that was very uh, that was very um, i mean that's not represented a lot yeah definitely old people having sex is not i mean not represented at all i mean in india like it is only i can remember like badaiyo and then that that weird mm. sex scene from last story with like manisha koirala wala oh, good lord it was not a good writing i know that you know that i thought of some was you know good but it was not good writing it was like not at all so yeah i think yeah it, it can be surprising for other people that how much they think they love for each other also grows uh with them uh, especially amma like you know a strain from her son and still you know taking care of it like you know sometimes behind appa's back she's actually maintained this relationship and it's like a common knowledge now right right like you know i, I think appa knows that you know she goes behind uh, his back to uh, jung's house and give them food for a week and clean their house and things like this i think he is just you know you know like how fathers are right he's just taking his time to uh come to terms you know with his son although he loves for him very much and uh, that's too uh, and that's why i find these two characters like you know uh, quite stand out and and i think the actors who's playing these characters also are really good i think uh, even the accents they have it does not mm. seem offensive at all it seems quite genuine and i think it is possible that you know Uh, that's their real accent because I think um, in real life also it can be true. It isn't actually. I was I was very heavily invested in the show, oh. so I did a lot of Reddit Reddit reading as usual. So it uh, it seems like it wasn't um, at least Sangil Sangil the character. He uh, the actor does not have this accent in real life. And there was on Reddit there was there were two opinion pieces. One was by someone who said that they're very offended um, by this. uh by the way that the accent is represented and it is sort of stereotypical but then there was also this very uh moving opinion piece written from the other end of the opinion spectrum which which said that appa's accent reminds this person the writer of their own father and it represents this sort of in between zone between um you know somebody who's who has entirely been assimilated yeah. into the culture and somebody yeah. who is who has just arrived it's this zo- it's the accent itself is a uh, i mean i don't want to get too theoretical <laughs> but uh, the accent is itself represents this sort of patchwork of different cultures but uh, which which actually brings us to do you, did you think there were any problematic moments is there a problem no no problem one problem red pen <laughs> in korea when you die they write your name in a red <laughs> name in red means you is a dead there is actually since i just talking about you know i mean appa also oh, there has been some problematic characters uh in the show uh and like you know 
there is this one hole and i think they tried to put it as a funny thing about the pronouns the whole misgendering thing where there's a clearly a non binary oh, yes. uh person and they they made fun on fun of the they them pronoun so i i found that problematic i think they try to show ke oh, he's an old man and he's trying to learn the rope uh but i don't know i don't know whether the whether it required that comedic intent to explain i found that problematic and the whole gate discount scene where he i think uh, say something discriminatory to about a gay person and then he not try to cover it up so he say oh there's a gay discount on you i think because when he was not just promoting when somebody pointed to those pride month and by not promoting mm-hmm. that in the store and then you know, he thought that he might lose business because of this so he said oh there's a gay discount or something sort of sort that sounds mm-hmm. a little problematic to me and then a gen- in general patriarchy right like their love for their son who can do no wrong mm-hmm. in terms of like who clearly has done many wrongs in his life he just screams mm-hmm. and everything but as till fine amma love jung so much and amma and amma telling janet that she has to find a nice christian korean boy to marry yeah 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 that's true i think those are the few things which i find problematic but then there have been some learnable teachable you know moments in the show also right i know like what do you think some teachable moments from the show are some of them have sort of we've sort of already uh, covered in terms of um, you know the accent so there was this uh, part where janet copies her mom's accent to get some free stuff and then her mom confronts her and says you think my accent is is a joke i mean i'm not quoting verbatim but that is what she means and so janet has to confront the fact that her mom has lived a very hard life um in this country as a korean immigrant and uh, her she also her mom also asks janet to make a phone call to the police or something i don't remember to whom but some sort of phone call like that and she says i can't make the call because they listen to a korean lady with to a lady with this korean accent and and they won't take me seriously so these are all some very learnable moments and then one scene i really like i mean it's not one scene it's a whole episode but one part i really liked in terms of clash of cultures was where if you remember janet's teacher um comes to the shop to the kim's convenience store which is where the show gets its name from with her child and the child is like 5 years old and he's running around and he's wrecking havoc on the show and he's breaking everything and he's uh jumping on the chips and all of that and appa tells her tell him to say no and she says there is a word we don't use i haven't introduced this word to him yet because it's a negative word and instead she says he's five he's allowed to move his body it's okay if you break things and so so there was this and and then there's another scene where mehta mr mehta and appa are talking about how as children they could have never done this because they used to be beaten up by their fathers and they're talking about in this very funny way ki oh i used to hold bricks on my head when i was in the sun because i did not do my homework properly and mehta mehta is like if i said something to my dad whack he would give me one slap something so that is they say it in a funny way and then the scene ends with them saying uh with kim asking mr kim asking mehta uh how is your daughter these days and she says and he says we are not talking anymore and then he says any news from jung and and mr kim says no so i mean i don't know if you remember these scenes but so they're talking about this these two parenting extremes 
one mm. where you hate your child to discipline them and the other where you don't even say no to them even if they're hurting someone else and how despite everything janet is somebody who is still in the middle and who has still probably received good parenting and so i thought that was a great moment where i mean i am against this sort of nuclear family parenting in general but mm. if one has to still find a sort of middle ground between extreme discipline and extreme sort of for want of another word hippy parent behavior yeah. i think janet's the way janet is brought up is that middle ground white people parenting also we can call it beyond yeah you know you're absolutely right yeah white people parenting yeah One day my daughter Janet is take over store. I'm not taking over the store. What's wrong with the store? Okay, maybe not now, but I'm not taking over the store ever. Okay? Oh uh, yeah, I think I truly think that family has been an underlying theme in the show. Parenting per se is been an underlying theme in the show particularly because uh it, and it's not only about the main protagonist family parenting but you know Mr. Mehta's family parenting and then you also see Kimchi's mother visiting uh so that's like a different kind of parenting also then you also see uh you know they don't never introduce chelsea's parents but you know how her life is so it's been uh, quite different in that sense and how they their children make sense of the world so yeah i think these are uh, learning moments and i think that's the reason i like this show right so and that's the reason you know the show is all about you know different people their different experiences and how the people who you know uh, have those experiences with them now make sense of the world on their own uh, and this is mm-hmm. what the beauty of you know a lot of these shows are like you know you talk about shit series which is also very family centric and can come to us which is not very cliched family dramas also but you know you know it's in a sense in a sense very progressive and diverse but have its own flawed characters and flawed moments so like you know just to like end this i mean since just we're talking about aina i mean i think this show is the one also you clearly like right unlike masawa which you clearly hate but also out of five oh, hi, there is no comparison how dare you <laughs> God, it still shows me. We need to give people positive. Otherwise, why would they even go ahead and watch the show? The whole point of the this whole thing is that we want people to watch the shows with we both. They love. don't have no. They don't have to. I mean, if they listen, if they hear the Masawa podcast and they don't end up watching it, it's fine. But anyway, I think to um, kids' convenience, I I would give a five on five despite the problematic moments. And I think oh. my favorite part. my favorite part would be the opening the cold cold openings like my one most favorite just quickly i'll mention it um is this i don't remember the episode number or anything but there's this yeah. guy who comes in and uh, mr kim is talking to him and he tells him you have this energy drink and then he he talks about um, how japan and korea were at war etc yeah. but so anyway so what i'm trying to say is that the the openings of all the episodes where it's just uh, mr kim dealing with his customers i think those are so funny i used to go back and watch just the openings <laughs> and i would crack up so hard every time so yeah mere taraf se 5 on 5 ab mumbai yeah okay i wouldn't give it on a 5 because there are just few things that i do find problematic but uh, but i still give them a 4 on a 5 stars but this is definitely watches it very like you know subtle or uh, not too intense and you can like just let you not know, and and it has four seasons like you know you're definitely binge watchable so yeah 
so yeah i would recommend people to watch it but pretty much pretty much it yeah so uh, all right guys i think we are at the end of this episode uh, so thank you so much once again to listening to the shit creek episode which we have released as while we are recording this one and i hope you like the masaba one also which we'll be releasing soon uh but keep listening uh, if you have any feedback about this like you know go on or just dm us slide into our dms and give us we were always looking for new ideas and feedback so that we can improve and give you more good kind of content so yeah thank you so much guys bye bye guys bye